Welcome back to another episode of Making a Martini. I am your host, Caleb Figgles, and today we're gonna get physical. Physical. You're welcome for that. Um, uh, and by that, I mean we are going to be talking professional wrestling, which uh, might not sound like a topic that you would expect from me, but I will say what got me interested was the Netflix TV series Glow based on the 80s real life TV show Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, which I, you know, that sounds like it should absolutely be something that you would expect from me. (laughs) So I've asked uh, the only person I could ever even possibly imagine having as my guest for this, Hank Fodor, who you might remember from the Turning 30 episode last season. He has uh, been a huge wrestling fan for as long as I've known him, so (laughs) just meant to be, I guess, uh... So yeah, let's go ahead and uh, dive in. The themed cocktail of this episode is the Glowtini, um, which is actually a Disney-themed cocktail, but it works for me too, so whatever. It is uh, one ounce citrus vodka, half an ounce of blue curacao, uh, half an ounce of peach schnapps, and one ounce of sweet and sours mix, and a pineapple juice. And then you're supposed to have this thing called a glow cube, uh, so a fake ice cube that lights up and set to blue, but who has the time? (laughs) You know... It's true. So, all right. uh, Well, here we go. Welcome back, Henry Paul Fodor. Yo! What's (laughs) going on? Eggs, my boy. My sweet boy. My sweet baby boy. (laughs) I like to uh, put everything to simply the best uh, at this point in my life. (laughs) Because I really just feel... I think so. I I do. Uh, Oh, my God. How are you? Happy 2021. This is the first time we've talked since 2021. I know. That's not a text message. Right. (laughs) Or sending a TikTok to you at like 3 a.m. Yeah, but those are the best TikToks to get. The 3 a.m. TikToks are just where life is at right now. Because you know that shit's good because someone has been up watching relentlessly probably since 12 a.m. That's me. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like I only do TikTok for the comedy, but man, it's but good. Man, I do it for the for the <laughs> the attractive men. Uh, I'm just really loving this silhouette challenge right now. <laughs> oh, I gotta send you one later then. Oh, I hope it's you. I really do. If only. Uh, well, we'll make one. Um, but but uh, you know, as I've I've told the listeners, uh, we're here to talk about. Uh, maybe the world's greatest phenomenon honestly uh that is professional wrestling that's right i has been waiting for this for so long you have no idea i wanted well, you to do an episode i know well you know what's so funny is that in the first episode of this season i talked about um how the podcast initially started which was you and i uh yeah. talking about doing uh you know our 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 podcast like a and, miscellaneous uh, show yeah, <laughs> talk about yeah. Anything and everything. yeah 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 and we knew that this was going to be one of them and so now we finally get to do it yeah um and, and I, I would have to say that as as long as i have known you which is <laughs> 11 years Ooh. whoa yeah I started, I started college in 2009 so this would be I guess it'd it'd be like, you know, 10 and a half if you want to be technical, but whatever. When you look at the numbers, it's 11 fucking years. All right. (laughs) So if anyone has a fucking problem, (laughs) write to me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, hey, as long as I've known myself. Yeah. uh, 11 years. That's it. That's all I've known. Um, No, but uh, since before, I couldn't remember Mm because my dad was a wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. So he would just have it on. My mom was pregnant with me when she went to labor. He was watching wrestling. Like it was yeah. just, it was just a part of <laughs> my family's life. I don't know. Oh, uh, obviously amazing. he doesn't watch anymore, but, but yeah, he used to watch. Well, he should. I know. <laughs> I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I kind of just want to start this whole thing off with just doing sort of a rundown and I'm mainly focused on WWE. And what it was when it started and what it has since become. Uh, and then we'll sort of just start talking about uh, my true passion in life, uh, Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so WWE, which stands for World Wrestling Entertainment. 
That's right. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it started as Capital as the Capital Wrestling Corporation in the fifties, and existed from nineteen fifty three to nineteen sixty three, and was uh, the the verdict is out on this, <laughs> but it was founded supposedly by Vincent J McMahon. Which is yes. for listeners that maybe have not been paying attention is not the same Vince McMahon that you would know. It's his dad. Yeah, daddy. Yeah, <laughs> big daddy. <laughs> uh, and uh, so the uh, Capital Wrestling Corporation (CWC) joined the National Wrestling Alliance uh, and Toots Mold, which is. Uh, He's he he's a he's a pretty fucking big deal. I mean, his story is actually really really interesting because I saw the name and I knew it, but I had no idea really who he was. And then I like googled him, and it was like uh, invented what professional wrestling was in the 1920s. And I went, holy shit! Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's an interesting son of a bitch. Most of those old school wrestling guys were. They were just tough as nails, and yeah, it, they don't th- that expression. They don't make them like they used to. They really don't. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, I like when I like saw 1920s. It blew my mind to be like, oh, I'm talking about something that happened in 1953. That's only 30 years prior. That's not that right. big well, of a time in- jump. But when we when we think about it, we're like, oh, you know, 1920s, a hundred years ago. Yeah, like, literally. And even before that, in the 1800s, professional wrestling started at like the circus and carnivals, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. So um, the CWC, there was this, this this fallout, okay, with Vince McMahon and Tootsmall. <laughs> I don't think that's how you say his name. I, I tried to like find someone <laughs> like that was saying, saying it, like it but, I, but when I see it, I'm like, that seems French as fuck. <laughs> uh the, the the falling out was that the two of them were only letting their sponsored wrestler. They were the managers for nature boy, buddy Rogers. They were only letting him fights. <laughs> wait, they were only letting him fight in cities that he would win or maybe his home or their hometown cities where it was like maybe potentially contracted right. that he had to win. And so other wrestlers got pissed and were like, well, this is fucking bullshit. Like, why can't I beat him? They like wanted to have an undefeated person. So, right. You know, there was this animosity. They split and created the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. That's right. So the WWF. <laughs> um, which that also fell through. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so Vince McMahon, very hush hush, rejoined with the CWC in 1971. And so then it was just wrestling as per usual so then in 1982 vince mcmahon's son uh vince mcmahon yes they have the same name (laughs) yes vincent j mcmahon and vincent Vincent k K. mcmahon uh his son created titan sports and then bought cwc from his father and you know um vincent j mcmahon didn't want to sell it to vince Mm-mm. He was like, I do not want you anywhere near the business because I've seen what it does to people, right? Yeah. Well, and he also had other investors. It wasn't just him. Yeah. It was him and three other people. Right. Uh, and and how the deal, the deal was that it, and as crazy as this sounds to me, because it sounds like a huge amount of money, but back in 1982, a million dollars is a crazy amount of money. Yeah. And so- the son bought uh, the CWC from the father and the other three investors for $1 million. And so it was a $135,000. No, I'm sorry. $185,000 went to the father and 815,000 went out to the other three investors. And it was, if one payment was missed late or behind all ownership would then revert back to the main four investors. Oh, so it was like that's interesting. anything or nothing. Like if you miss one thing, it all goes back. So the son, Vince McMahon, was super desperate to be like, let's get the fuck out of this deal. And so he <laughs> went to sponsors. He went to loan, like all these things to pay that debt off and be like, let's give him the million dollars and be done with it. And that's ultimately what happened. And then he then owned it. Right. 
Um, and so, uh, which I mean, I'm pretty sure I would probably do too. It doesn't sound right. like a great deal. I mean, things do happen, but like one payment is missed and it's like everything that you've put money into. Like what if he was one payment away from owing, like owning, <laughs> right. owning it and they missed and, it and they missed it. And it was like, well, sorry, the way the contract's written. And I know we're going to talk about it eventually, but like a million dollars for how much that company is worth now is insane. As he got out, he made out like a bandit. Yeah. <laughs> So that was in uh, 1983 is when the was when the when the son officially took over and bought out all the other investors, right? And so after that, um, I mean, technically, once Vince Mc, the son took over um, from 1982 to 1992, that's known as the golden era of wrestling. Yes. And that's, and that's like your uh, Hulk Hogan's, Ric yes. Flair's, Rowdy Piper's, yeah, yep. Jesse Ventura, and, like all, big names that were brought in. And that's what people remember. Like that's one of the bigger ones, not our age, but the people above. Not us. our age, but like the like the peak of professional wrestling. Yeah. I feel like is the Hulk Hogan era, right? Like right. I mean, I, I to me, professional wrestling was Randy Orton and John Cena. And the Undertaker, like that's who I yeah. knew about. That's that's what I knew about it. That's really all I knew. But and the golden era was when things really picked up, and that's when uh, the son Vince McMahon, Vincent K McMahon, Vincent uh, <laughs> introduced WrestleMania. Which, ironically enough, you know, we've just had the Super Bowl. WrestleMania is the Super Bowl of wrestling. It is. Um, that's how it's at least treated in the business. It's the biggest yeah. night of the year, you know? Yeah. Well, and it is, a, it's a big deal. I mean, when it, especially, I, I haven't watched one uh, ever, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was a, because, and, and, you know, there's a couple interviews out where um, Vince McMahon was like, this, this isn't geared towards people who like wrestling. This is geared to geared toward people who don't they want to bring people in who right. don't really care about wrestling so they sign these like big like cindy lopper was a part of wrestlemania um, vince mcmahon they, vince mcmahon is a smart businessman because he knew in order to have his company do well they had to bleed into pop culture mm -hmm. so get hulk hogan these these movie deals and bring cindy yes. lopper in you know um i think it was really smart because mm -hmm. that's what put them on the map was Hulk Hogan. Yeah, exactly. And then there was the MTV deal, which yeah. also like really pushed things along. And then NBC decided to start airing WrestleMania, um, which was also a huge deal because, I mean, everyone mm -hmm. should know what NBC is. It's a big, you know, <laughs> we, we here at Making a Martini, we peacock NBC. <laughs> we, peg, we peg NBC. We peg. I, I peg everybody I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no here we are uh, here um, we but are. anyway wrestlemania right the yeah. the probably the biggest wrestlemania not by size or anything but the moment that almost everybody remembers as a wrestling fan is wrestlemania 3 because uh hulk hogan slammed andre the giant uh which was huge huge yeah. like people were on their feet it's crazy it's just crazy how it it just grabs people at random people. Yeah. We were watching uh, the Royal rumble the other night, which is yeah. one of their pay-per-views. <laughs> and uh, Amanda came in for a second. She was watching and then she was talking to me and then she just sat down and watched the entire pay-per-view with me because she just got sucked in the character. You do get sucked stories. in. They, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and, and there is, you know, there is a lot that, 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 that goes into, all of it like i mean there is oh, um you know there there was there was there were you know i i as a uh someone called me a journalist the other day and i was like no 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 <laughs> no 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 kind of though kind of kind of in the sense that i also kind of like women uh but <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know, I want to look at the other side of it too. I mean, there were accusations of steroid abuse, which were disproven. Right. I mean, they uh, were definitely they were definitely doing them. Uh, yo, yeah, for um, sure. I mean, especially in the eighties, the nineties, still too a bit until that scandal. Until happened. the scandal happened, right? Uh, and then there's this one thing. Oh God, my 
headphones just hit my <laughs> microphone. Uh, you know, there, there were scandals. There were scandals involved. There was also sexual abuse allegations. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, nothing ever panned out, which makes me feel like an asshole to say something like that, especially in this day and age, saying nothing right. panned out. As in, you know, we weren't as vigilant, maybe, yeah. as, as one could have been back in that time and era. So who who knows? Um, but also, there, there, there was a lot of scandal surrounding WWE. And uh, Vince has a lot of money. A lot of money. Oh, so you never know. You never know. I'm not my saying that favorite lawsuit that I think when I read about it, I was dying was that the World Life. Oh, no, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. Hold on. Yes. The World no. Life. Oh, the World Wildlife Fund. <laughs> yep. Uh, sued because their initials were WWF. Right. And so that is why. Uh, WWE is known as WWE because they had to change it. Because... It was either in 2002 or 2003. Vince came on TV and was like, uh, you know, you know, for a long time, what we do is entertainment. This is what yeah. we do. We're not wrestling anymore. We are an entertainment company. Yes. Yes. And that's how we kind of explained it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that, and that is, I think what is, what is brilliant about it. Um, but there is one big scandal that I want to talk about. Because yes. I don't personally understand it. I read it. I watched videos and I don't get it. But I want to talk about the Montreal screw job. Mm, yeah. Which was a big deal. It, <laughs> it was a was. big, it was a big damn deal. And it was with the wrestlers that, uh, you know, sort of of our generation that like, I knew yes. the names and I, when I was reading it, I was like, I recognized what was happening but what I didn't understand is why it was such a big deal. Okay. Other than the fact that I knew that one of them was then leaving to go with the other wrestling network, but that's right. all I know. So tell me a little bit about that Montreal screw job. Yeah. So that's what it was called after it happened. That's not what they were calling it when they went in. Right. This is something oh, that was yeah. given to it afterward. Cause it, nobody knew, but before I get into that, because this will all lead into it, right? Talk about young Vince McMahon when he mm-hmm. started, you know, when he bought the company. Um, wrestling was split up across the United States and territories, right? Mm-hmm. You had like Southern territories and that's what it predominantly was. It was Southern wrestling, right? Yeah. So mostly just yeah. headlocks and holds, you know, nothing jumpy or flippy. Like it's just straightforward wrestling. Now, obviously it spread up. And then Vince McMahon in New York started eating all of these small companies, taking their best wrestlers. And that's why it boomed in the 80s, because he took and picked from each territory, right? So Vince McMahon was hated by other promoters because he was, you know, corporatizing, if that's a word, uh, corporatizing wrestling. Um, He was making it a mogul, like an elite thing, right? Regardless, um, Bret Hart was the champion. He yes, was WWF champion, right? The good world, looking man. world title. <laughs> yeah. Very good looking man. Great Canadian. And yeah. they were in his, they were in his uh obviously they're in Montreal, right? Mm-hmm. So Brett's the champion. Vince told him for this pay-per-view, he was like, Look, I know you're leaving. Bret Hart was going to WCW, uh, World Championship Wrestling, which is it was the rival company. They were beating them in the ratings for about a year and a half. And then Vince started to do a little more PG-14 stuff to get his ratings up. Regardless, Brett was going to go there because he was offered more money. Mm-hmm. So Vince was like, all right, you can beat Shawn Michaels, who was who was who who he was wrestling. You can beat Shawn tonight. Was not an attractive man. <laughs> oh, you don't think so? Shawn was no. a heartthrob in the 90s, man. It's I don't know. It's that wet hair look that I just can't get quite, yeah. quite get by. But... A lot of wrestlers do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> But, but yes, Shawn Michaels, he was like, you can beat Shawn and then tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw, we can have like a ceremony and you can drop the title and leave, right? So obviously, wrestling is staged. <laughs> um, what? I know. It's staged. It's, it's, they don't like the word fake. It's not fake because they're it's still not fake. <laughs> and we'll talk about that a little bit later, <laughs> yeah. too, as both of us have undergone stage combat classes. and Right. You know, but it is, it is in fact staged as much as it can be right without being too fake or too illegitimate. 
So the referee who's supposed to call the match, no matter what happens, even if it's storyline or not, right. Mm -hmm. He he calls it down the middle, whatever. (laughs) He didn't know either during the match. Uh, Bret Hart put Sean in his finishing move, right? And this is where he was supposed to tap out. Put him in the sharpshooter is what it's called. Put him in the sharpshooter, right? Sean reverses it into the sharpshooter. You can like kind of stand up and put them in it too, you know, because your legs are locked a certain way. So he stands up and puts them in it. By that time, Vince McMahon had already come down and said, ring the bell. Ring the bell. The match is over. Sean wins. So the world title, which Brett, they didn't tell Brett. Sean yeah. says Sean says that he didn't know, but I think Sean knew. Uh, there's no way that but, he could. There's no way that he could. Right, because with Sean how it happened, Vince, Sean and Vince are like father and son. Like Vince yeah. after Sean. That's was, what I read. Yeah, he was very very high on Sean. He wanted him there because he knew he was a danger to himself. He's like, if I can keep this kid right, then he'll be fine. You know. Yeah. But anyway, Brett obviously pissed. There's a famous Rightly scene. So. He fucking spits a loogie right in Vince's right face. Right in Vince's face. Hits it in, like, in the eye. Vince is like, right? Get it whatever. <laughs> Brett yeah. stands in the ring and does, it does the WCW. W, yeah. So Bret Hart's career ended shortly after that because of a concussion, like an actual concussion. He got yeah. kicked in the head pretty hard. Uh, but um, that was it. Uh, Vince kind of screwed his number one guy because he was leaving. And so the cl- the closest thing to clarity that I got about that whole situation, I actually watched an interview with um, the undertaker. Yeah. Who was like explaining it as it was going down. He was like, I was there that night and I was invited to watch the match in Vince's office. Yep. And there were a couple other people there and everyone was watching it and was like, what the fuck? What Nobody is happening? Knew. Nobody no knew. knew. No one knew. And they had this like giant powwow meeting in the locker room or um, dressing room. Uh, oh, I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah. And the uh, and uh, so you know everyone was there that was important to the facts, and everyone was there that was important to supporting their friends, which is mm-hmm. which I also was Just like that's, that's endearing as fuck. I'm like, you know, Undertaker was there to like, this is my boy. Like, this is what I got to do. And uh, I did, I did quite enjoy the fact that, that Brett did get to throw that Vince was like, I'll, was I'll give you, man. Yep. I'll give you one. I'll get, I'll give you one. I'll give you right. one. And, boy, and so <laughs> Brett Hart, Brett, Brett, Brett Hart, Brett Hart punched the fuck out of him. Right. Gave him one good one. As, as you know, you know, I, I support that. Deserved I support it. that entirely. Yeah. He did deserve it. He did deserve it. That's a shitty thing to do. That makes more sense because what they don't explain, and I think it's just a matter of like the names going back and forth when you're reading right, it, that right. it, you might get lost, but that uh, seemed to really set forth this persona of Vince McMahon. Right. So the character quote of unquote, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon on TV, the evil yes. corporate genius, right? Yes, that's how it was born. That's how it started because that was really the only way to get out of that PR nightmare of like Bret Hart going to the press and being like, "This is what fucking happened," right? Uh, and so this this evil evil genius was born. Sort of in all of all of the the research that I did um, with this because I really didn't know. I know what we had talked about when we lived together. I knew what I knew, which was very little growing up. Um, is that professional wrestling, and this is what I have written down here, is scripted, premeditated, and semi-choreographed. And I say semi-choreographed because they know where they need to be in certain points in a match. They know where they need to have the right hits land. They knew like for any big moves, they've got to like right. shit out. And that's it. It's those big spots that they might practice them once or twice, but most of the time they're just talking to each other in the ring. Like, okay, let's do this next. Yeah. You know, it is. And, and I, I, I don't want to say that I, um, I, I don't agree with the idea that wrestling is fake at all. And by any way, shape or form, because it is completely staged. Uh, and this is what I kind of wanted to talk to. And one of the things I was excited, cause I was like, <laughs> I can relate. 
was that the the moves and like the um strength and kind of determination that it takes to do those kinds of moves is insane. I was like, there's no way. I mean, these are stunts. These are right. full-blown stunts, but the actors themselves have to do them. Right. And you and I both took uh, a stage combat class. We didn't take the same right. one, but we took them. But we know I, what, like, that I physical contact. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I, I mean, you've got you've to be able to sell this shit. And it's hard. It is hard. It is. And I, I, especially in something like this, because I always knew for me, um, cause I took the class and then I, uh, was the, what is it called when you, the technical? Yeah. The TA, the TA, uh, yeah, the TA. I was, yeah, teacher's assistant. Yeah. I did that. And I had, uh, two people that I like had to fight with and it was, we didn't, I didn't schedule it the best. Uh, but, um, <laughs> the days in which I was the, the quote unquote victim, right. The one who takes the grunt of the, uh, uh, the fight. Right. It is so exhausting. And you use muscles that you never, ever use when you're just genuinely working out. Right. Like you use all these things to be reactionary because as an actor, you are reacting. And so it's hard. It's really fucking hard. And I can't imagine like having to do like jumps off of rings and like, like the slaps and stuff like, yeah, I get, but I'm looking at the other, every time I see like a slap. Oh, those, those chops, man, they are the chops. Yeah. Yeah. You hear them. You gotta hear them. Yeah. It's like, you see the other person like blow back and I'm like, that's 75% real and 25% you gotta like throw <laughs> yeah. a little bit into it and that 25% to throw into it hurts <laughs> oh yeah and and you know it, it didn't always used to be so you know high spot high spot high spot like we talked about earlier o- old school wrestling was just yeah. headlocks you know so not a lot of top rope jumping you know that happened yeah. in the 70s and 80s eventually now you know it happens all the time um, yeah in any wrestling company really um but yeah the the thing about being a pro wrestler being a successful pro wrestler i'll say there are so many things you have to focus on right you have to be a good performer mm-hmm. be a good actor you have to uh obviously work out a lot a you lot. have to be able to talk you have to you know like there are so many things that go into it that go into it wrestling. yeah so Hank, I have a few uh, professional wrestling questions for you. Ooh, okay. Um, so the first one is pretty generic, because as am I. Uh, <laughs> but what is it that you love about professional wrestling? That's a really good question, and the only thing thank I you. Can... That's why I asked it. <laughs> uh, the, the only thing I can think. I mean, we went to school for theater. I. I what. T- uh, what? What? Huh? Who? God. Who? Um, I said we both <laughs> we both went to school for theater, um, and that, that's all it is. It's live theater. It's the yeah. same exact thing that the same idea that we were trained in, right? So, mm-hmm. professional wrestling to me is art. There's psychology. There's moments that have to like a, a match. You can know what a bad match is because there's no flow. There's no communication. There's no you know. So I I think just it being an art form alone. It's just acting. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that's the biggest reason I, I look at it. as like Shakespeare or yeah. like the history plays where it's like, we talk, we fight, we talk, we fight, we talk, we fight. Right. And that's but all it is. How? Yeah. You're not wrong. Like it's, 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 it's a modern day stylistic type of theater that, right. you know, uh, to an actor, is huge i mean right and it kind it kind of trans transcends acting almost because you have the sports and athletics you element do you yeah. have to yeah like you don't see people that are just like inexperienced <laughs> right out there like jumping off the top ring like <laughs> right you know um who is as of right now mm. we can talk of as of right now uh we can talk of all time you know, the, the questions in your court, but who is your favorite wrestler as of right now? And as of all time, 
Ooh, that, that that's another good question, man. You're so good at this. Oh. I mean, honest to God, move over Anderson Cooper because this fag <laughs> can do it all too. Who? Anderson who? No. Anderson um, Pooper. <laughs> hanging with Mr. Cooper. Um, if you've listened to the previous episode, you know how much I hate Anderson Cooper from what he did for Kathy Griffin. <laughs> I hope he gets anal hemorrhoids for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh. <laughs> no no <laughs> okay well here's the thing audience i laughed at myself and spit my whole martini out and it is everywhere it is That's but, dope. Uh, but it's not on any of the important equipment and so we'll just That's good. keep going <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a great episode ladies and gents you're seeing it at its finest baby this is oh, awesome man but anyway um i'm gonna clean this so, up while i listen to you sure so With to answer the question, yeah. um, because of right now, this is hard for me, but just because we talked about WCW versus WWE in the nineties, WCW obviously was bought out by yes. the WWE, but now just in 2019, a new company, not related to WWE at all has emerged. Uh, they're called all elite wrestling, right? Okay. Some guys who were in WWE, some guys were in a Japanese company called new Japan, um, but new japan new japan oh new, new japan pro wrestling um <laughs> new japan sounded like some sort of <laughs> japanese like food diet thing that i don't want to be on new japan, <laughs> new japan. Um, so there are a lot there is a lot of wrestling right now that's mm-hmm. not wwe um, there are a couple other companies that are getting bigger because they're working with aew now to kind of fight vince mcmahon and wwe but i can tell you that so, so I guess what I'm saying is I'm going to, I'm going to give you three answers. Okay. I'm going to give you my favorite wrestler in the WWE, my favorite mm-hmm. wrestler in AEW, and I'm going to tell you of all time. Okay. Cool. Yes. So. That's perfect. So WWE, I am really, really big on this guy named Keith Lee. Keith, Keith Lee. Lee is like six foot three, 360 pounds monster of a mountain mountain of a man but keith lee is probably my favorite to watch in wwe right now okay um are you looking him up you should look him up oh should i look him up yeah keith lee. take a look at how beautiful he is he's a chonky boy but oh he's gorgeous well, hello. <laughs> yeah right he's a big burly boy he's a, he's a big boy he is he could throw me through a roll, throw me through a roll, <laughs> throw me through a wall. Now in AEW, my favorite is John Moxley, uh, who was in WWE just recently. He just left maybe a year or two ago. Okay. Um, he was Dean Ambrose in WWE, but he's going by John Moxley now. Okay. Which was his old name before WWE. Regardless, love him. Um, but of all time, of all time, all time, Caleb. It used to oh, be Shawn Michaels. Okay. It used to be Shawn oh, Michaels. Sorry, I shit on him a little that, bit. No, that's okay because he's my number two. In my opinion, my more in my favorite pro wrestler is CM Punk. Okay. Um I think that CM Punk he kind of changed the WWE in 2009, 10, 11. Yeah. And then he, he left and has never returned. Because he was over Vince and the company. So when Which he left to this day, they was still, a lot of people. They still chant his name to this day. If they're in a building, people are like, see ya puck, see ya puck. He like revolutionized modern wrestling, I guess. So I want to kind of change gears a little bit. Sure. And talk about what I'm really passionate in life about. And that would be Glow. Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling (laughs) which was a tv show and for all of you out who are like yeah i watched it i I pass over it on netflix one fuck you (laughs) it was a real tv show in the 80s so it was learn your history uh it started in 1986 and it was a tv show and it was colorful characters with in every sense of the word uh it was about strong women and it was about women empowerment and it was over the top comedy 
And that is what glow was. It was as if you took professional wrestling and mashed it together with SNL and you would have, and you would have glow. And that's exactly what glow is. And so it was uh, created by David B. McLean, who brought in Mando Guerrero. Mondo Guerrero. Yep. Mon- so the Guerrero, the Guerrero wrestling family is like kind of famous in the wrestling Big fucking world. deal. Yeah. They are. I just didn't notice it. Mondo. Mondo. Who, uh, you know, he brought in him and he brought in Cynthia Peretti who were both professional wrestlers at the time. And she actually wound up playing the character of pepper on the show. Cool. And all the episodes were de- uh, directed by Matt Simber. And so the executive of the network that was going to be featuring glow brought in uh, slash was friends with Meshulam Rickless. All right. And you know, I got that 100% right. There's no room for, <laughs> Uh, but he was a chairman for a conglomerate that owned the Riviera Hotel and Casino. Which, why should you care, you may be asking? Well, you little fuckers, that's where Glow was filmed. And if you're oh, a fan of the shit. TV show and you've seen season three, that would make a little bit of sense. And so they decided to film this whole show. So the whole team moved to Vegas, which is which is a little backwards from how the TV show portrays it. But just fucking go with just move on, <laughs> move on okay? You move on with your life, you cunts. Uh, and so they 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 move it to Vegas, and Glow gets sold to thirty different networks, yep. which is a pretty big fucking deal. At, in 1986, that's a big fucking deal. Uh, and so they they built up a certain success to the show, and David McLean, the creator, brings on uh, Jackie Stallone. Who is Sylvester Stallone's mother? Yep. Uh, to play the Glow owner uh, slash manager for the Good Girls, and um, to give you an idea, the the, the a manager is someone who uh, Vince McMahon eventually became, and uh, it, it's someone that owns a team of wrestlers or a certain side of wrestlers or just an individual wrestler, right? That. Uh, portrays a character of being the my client will not do this, this or this. And my client will kick your client's ass type of persona. But they brought her on to be a manager of the good girls. Uh, The show itself glow lasted for four seasons for a total of 104 episodes. So in case you're wondering, it literally would have been like the Netflix show mm-hmm. that lasted for three seasons and they fucking canceled it. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> uh, but it, like in my mind, I'm just like, man, it could have legitimately mimicked real life. It could have been four seasons and they ended uh-huh. it. Ugh, whatever. Prematurely. I'm so upset. That's the worst thing that happened to me in 2020. <laughs> so uh, season one and two were shot in the casino, the Riviera. Until McLean, the creator, and most of the original cast left due to uh, Matt Simber, who was the director, uh, who was putting too much camp and uh, hee-haw style comedy into the show, which is my favorite part. Hee-haw. <laughs> you know, hee-haw. <laughs> uh, so, then in, so then season three and four were filmed in a warehouse that was literally two miles from the Riviera. Cool. And Matt Simber recast a lot of the, the the people that came in. So he brought in actresses uh, and amateur wrestlers to play these character archetypes and um, sometimes straight up stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they had like the bullies at the housewives at the Cold War era spies. They had the terrorists. They had, you know, all this stuff that was sort of built into at the time really playing into some sort of racial and religious tensions at the time, because it, it would get a reaction. Honestly. It would get a reaction oh, and they would, they would, they would gear the episodes to show you the, you know, true American hero prevailing. So it was like almost a little bit propaganda. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but season one and season two, like the girls that were part of that went through this crazy rigorous training. They did, they would train for six hours a day, every day in the casino and then do a live show on Saturday afternoon. Damn. And that was how it was. It was, that was all they did. And they were not allowed to uh, travel together. So oh, yeah. when it comes to, um, we, I talked a little bit about like the, the, the good versus the bad. So the good girls of glow were not allowed to travel with the bad girls of glow. They had to keep a completely separate persona from each of them. And while they were working together, they had to refer to each other as their characters names. And all of that, that is all like old, old pro wrestling, right? It's called kayfabe. Mm-hmm. So kayfabe is the st- real life story. It's it's the scripted story, but you have to play it like it's real life. Now, yeah. nowadays they say kayfabe is dead because of Vince when he was like, we're entertainment. We're not wrestling, right? Yeah. So he told you that it was entertainment. He, he let you in on the secret, right? So... Yeah. They still do that to this day. These wrestlers, you only travel with bad guys. If you're a bad guy, you travel with good guys. If you're a good guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which I also love. Uh, But (laughs) the, the fact that they were bringing in, especially in season three and season four, these amateurs, they were bringing in actresses who had not trained as much. The people that came from season one and season two that joined, uh, who were really, really good what they did they were trained they knew these wrestling moves they knew what to do um you know these the wrestlers started the the matches essentially started becoming less and less uh i don't know the right word but it it was obviously it became more obvious that it was staged essentially and the wrestlers that were more professional um were getting hurt and if you ever want to feel really, really terrible about yourself <laughs> and your life. And if you're one of those people that can't handle uh, anything squeamish, uh, don't go to this. But if you YouTube Susie spirit, Ooh, yeah. uh, she is probably one of the most infamous glow injuries. Um, like her arm goes completely backwards yeah. and you see it. It's just, compl- it's so fucked. She didn't she didn't wrestle after that, right? She couldn't go back. She couldn't go back. No, yeah. but she is a huge spokesperson for wrestling. She yeah. still stayed in with it, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean her that whole thing was just so it, it's it's it you can find it on YouTube. It is incredibly, it's gnarly. <laughs> it's, it's difficult to watch. Um but yeah, I mean that's what happens when you know you train and train and train and then <laughs> You completely switch formats and uh, your, your director decides to bring in just an actress who doesn't know what they're doing. But uh, but the show itself was was very non-PC. It, you, I, I really don't think that you could get away with something like that. No. no. Even as much as I would age. love it. Like as much as I would love it because I do think that they weren't intentionally PC. They were making fun of the world. Right. And that is what I think is the most important thing in life is when you see something that is tragic that's happening, you got to make fun of it because the people that are making it tragic are the ones who are going to suffer the most if you make fun of right. it. But, right. But um, the, yeah, they were, they were, they were pretty offensive. And I loved it. Uh, my favorite, I the, the my favorite thing that I got from them was that there are two characters that play uh, sort of side characters. They don't wrestle. Um, they're two men, and they are the uh, team physicians. And their names are no. Here we go, Doctor Feel, spelled F I E L. No, and Doctor Grope. <laughs> And there are so many sketches online with the two of them. (laughs) Like all of these sketches, you can go on YouTube and you can type in glow in all caps and, 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 and look for the, like the real wrestling show. And you can find so many clips and, and, and and all of this, Oh my, such a rabbit hole and it's brilliant and it's so good. But you also get um, like the actual wrestling of the show. You don't just get the sketches and with it, because they have clips of the entire episode, you also get the original eighties 
commercials. Oh, nice. And oh, they're that's brilliant. Great. They're brilliant. <laughs> they're so good. It's insane. Yeah, I feel like we didn't talk much about uh, women's wrestling, but the Mm-mm. women's wrestling today is booming. Yeah. Much better than it's been ever. Yeah. And like this was the, the precursor was glow. If, the, if those ladies, because they were actually wrestling, right? In the 90s, when Vince had ladies, it was like, oh, you got fake tits? All right, put this on and go out there. Yeah, yeah you like know? we're gonna we're gonna punch you in the twat and we're gonna like make you spin around and sing. And right. uh and they gave them if they had a match, it was like two to three minutes. Mm-hmm. Now they're main eventing, you know, pay-per-views. They're you know, they it's have awesome. their own they have their awesome. own title, right? Yeah, so they have uh since the shows are split, like it's almost like their rosters, like brands. Yeah. So like there are you only see superstars on Raw, you only see these superstars on SmackDown, you only see these superstars on NXT. They can go to other brands, but they usually don't, right? Yeah. So they have a top title for each. There's a women's title on Raw, women's title on SmackDown, women's title on NXT. Yeah. Um what what really got me into this whole idea? Um, was the Netflix show uh, Glow, which is based off of the real-life Glow TV or series. Uh, I, I, I will say loosely based. Um, they definitely do things a little backwards as far as like in, in the Netflix TV show, they uh, start in the gym that is out on the outskirts of the city. They do not, they do not go directly to like the Riviera. Um, and there are a lot of character similarities, mm-hmm. um, but the Glow TV series really did create their own characters. Um, Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. <laughs> Machu Picchu um, and uh, Zoya the Destroyer. From, Zoya. <laughs> were probably the only two that were really, really based on the real glow characters. Right. Um, and uh, I forget Machu Picchu's real life. Yeah. I was trying to think of her wrestling name. It's something it's like Mount, Mount Fuji or Mount, something. Mount Fiji. Mount Fiji. Mount Fiji. Yeah. Yeah, I because I knew the, it. yeah. They have Mount Fiji and then they have um, Colonel Nino Chochka. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to say Nino it. Chochka. I, don't, yeah. I have no idea. And like, if you like Google pictures of like who Alison Bree's character is based off on, it's 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 you know for sure that's yeah, what it is. That's awesome. But like like the 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 main characters of Glow. I mean, they all really had a combination of a lot of the real wrestlers of Glow, which is what I appreciate. I appreciate that they brought a lot of like different personalities into it and created characters based on them. Uh, but that is that is that is what really got me into like the whole like professional wrestling deep dive. Was yeah. that I I I when I was when I was growing up, I really didn't appreciate professional wrestling for what it was because I was like, uh, well, I was also like, mm, I'm attracted to these men, so I probably shouldn't watch it. <laughs> but I also was like, oh, this is bullshit. And then once you know, like, I I do think there are people out there that are like, Ugh, these guys are just wrestling around, but that's not real. But that's. It is real and and, and it's It's, staged and that's the point. It's like watching uh, like Law and Order SVU. You you don't believe that. (laughs) You know, it's like watching Family Guy. You don't believe that. Well, some people do. (laughs) They do. Well, there's still some people who think that wrestling is real. (laughs) As in, and I would like to be one of those (laughs) people. I am one of those people. Um, But. but yeah, it's 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 something that I would love to try at one point in my life. Like I would love if we could like stage a wrestling thing together. Yeah, whatever we could reason. definitely do that. Well, uh, we just need proper. Uh, yeah, we just yeah. need something that because most of the time the ring is just plywood and springs. Well, that's so all we I need. It's something a little cushier. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you want to take those bumps? Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's do I can it. do it. I can do it. I can handle it. Uh, <laughs> fuck well henry paul Fodor. <laughs> to use Caleb, your name i i oh no hold on i know your middle name it starts with an m matthew right yes, hey i got it yeah 
<laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much for talking with me about this. I'm glad that it was we could, my uh, pleasure, man. I'm so glad I could talk about wrestling with somebody. <laughs> I know. We'll do a follow up. We should do like little mini follow ups as like WrestleMania yeah. has happened and talk and keep yeah, keep people keep people on fucking track. That's right. Keep them updated. Oh, God, I hate so many people though. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much for talking with me. I appreciate yeah. it. And uh, all right, you guys, we will be right back. Well, if you didn't notice, um, the glow teenies are uh, <laughs> they're strong. Um, as you know, I got pretty much uh, pretty much sloshed <laughs> by the end, and a little bit during. And hey, you know what? Maybe even before, but who, who, who fucking knows? Uh, but a special thanks to Hank for taking the time to talk with me. I love you dearly, you beautiful sack of sexy. Uh, so yeah, and let's, you know, I think we should all take this time and put some good juju out there in the world, uh, hoping that Netflix will either relaunch Glow for one final season or at least a movie to wrap everything up. So that's uh, that's about everything I have for you. If you are a fan of making a martini, please let us know with a rating or a review, please, and uh, and please share share with everyone you know, even if you don't think they'll like it. <laughs> but honestly, how could people not? You know, I I, I do uh, have to say, um, coming up, I do feel confident saying that uh, the next few episodes are going to be a series. Um, so I'm 99% sure it's going to be three episodes, but that's subject to change because I haven't recorded them yet. Uh, but that, that is the plan. So I'll be kind of related. Um, uh, so yeah, stay tuned on that. This has been making a martini up dry and straight to the point. Cheers. <laughs>